Mr. Sunny. Good morning, everyone. I'm so glad that we could come together this morning to worship God and to listen to his precious word to talk to us. And then we are going to look to God in prayer for various needs. And this morning, let's close our eyes and look to God in prayer before I start the message. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. The gift of life, Lord, you had given to us one more day to come into your presence, to worship you, to praise you, to glorify you, to connect with you. This morning, I pray that you would hide me behind the cross and you will minister to all of us. Let your word minister to me, minister to us and build us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. This morning, uh, we will study on the gospel effect, the gospel effect. Encountering the gospel of Jesus Christ should have an impact <clears throat> upon all our lives. World has seen some of the most wicked, hardened criminals and flagrantly immoral people who have been transformed by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And visiting the US a few years ago, we visited Reverend Billy Graham's museum an amazing museum. I, I urge everyone visiting the US, you know, in the future should visit this museum at least once. And there you find knives and guns and weapons, you know, that has been handed over by the criminals who have been transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, they were hardened criminals, some of them. And all, not, not only that, uh, there are also testimonies and pictures of these former gang lords and others who have been transformed. And um, not all, and uh, they they testify to the uh, to the gospel of Jesus Christ, and some of them have gone on to become uh, powerful servants of God. You know, having an impact in the kingdom of God. The effect of the gospel is just not only an event. You know, that happens uh, one day, uh, some down somewhere down uh, in our, in our lives uh, uh, when we are young or old, but it should be a continuous experience where the gospel effect begins to have in our lives. Having a gadget in our homes is good, but it must serve its purpose. And uh, the ultimate aim is to form Christ in us. And Paul says, the hope of glory, the hope of glory. What a beautiful phrase that is. Christ in us, the hope of glory. So when Christ is in us, it should, when, we, when I say that I'm a believer, that I have Jesus in my heart, uh, there should be a transformation taking place constantly because God is always working in the world and above all, he's working in each of us through the power of the gospel in the name of Jesus. And for this morning uh, meditation, we will turn to Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. And uh, it's a familiar a portion in the gospel uh, that really took place uh, between Jesus and a man called Zacchaeus. I read to you this passage and please follow it on the screen. If you have your Bibles, you can open and see. Verse 1, Luke 19, verse 1. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, 
for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your home. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with the man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. If you have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I rest her fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. I'm sure this is one of the favorite stories uh, from small. We would like to uh, recollect, tell, uh, recite, and uh, talk about. And uh, in this uh, story, the background goes like this. To finance their great world empire, the Romans always taxed the people on all nations under their control. You know, it was very heavy because they wanted to rule the other nations well. The taxes were heavy. The Jews opposed this taxation because uh, the Romans used this tax to fund their pagan uh, worship centers and uh, the Jews were forced to pay for that. And tax collectors are the most unpopular people in Israel. Jewish tax collectors, though Jews by birth, were working for the Romans and uh, the Jews considered them as traitors. And you can imagine, the Bible says, Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector. And you can understand the hatred he encountered from the fellow Jews. He was also rich. Though his, rich, though his richness is through cheating uh, others, because the Bible tells us he confessed, saying, if I've taken anything from anyone, I'll give it back fourfold. That means he has gained through cheating. And Zacchaeus was materially rich, but spiritually destitute. Today, in the world, there are many, even in churches, there are many, rich financially, but spiritually destitute, spiritually have no relationship with God. Spiritually paupers, spiritually absolutely in abject poverty. Gospel is not, is not just for the poor people, as people say, but it's also for the rich people. People who are educated, people who are rich like Zacchaeus, they also need the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our managers, our colleagues, our rich neighbors, educated people, politicians, all can be touched with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Zacchaeus means the pure, clean, or innocent one. He was anything other than this. Pure, clean, or innocent one. Maybe this would have tortured his mind. My name is pure, clean, innocent one, but my life is different, is impure, is greedy, and I'm living a life that is far away from God. He runs and climbs up a tree to see Jesus. And the Bible says, because he was of short stature. 
Now listen to it. He never gave a reason saying I'm short. So I'll, I'm not going to make an effort. But he makes an effort, climbs up a tree to look to Jesus. And the Bible tells us so beautifully. Jesus stops to look him, look at him and tell him in verse 5, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today. I must stay at your house today, today. Please mark that word today. Every day is important. Today is an important day. Don't wait for tomorrow. Jesus never said, Zacchaeus, come and meet me later. When you finished all collecting all the taxes, I will meet you and talk to you. Jesus said, no, Zacchaeus, today. I wanted to inform all of us, remind all of us, start the relationship with Jesus today. People respond immediately saying, they complain saying, I has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. You know, it was so mean statement. All the people begin to say, some people say, oh, what did, what did they say? What did they say? Then they pass on the information saying, this man, Sakes, is a sinner. You know, he's a chief tax collector. He has harassed us for taxes. And this man who calls himself the Messiah wants to join him and go to his house and dine with him, stay with him. And he wants to be a guest there. And Zacchaeus was embarrassed, but he did not defend himself. He responds in chapter 19, verse 8 and 9. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. For this morning's message, I want to analyze the transformation of Zacchaeus and see how it could apply to us too. Salvation of soul, somebody said, is a miracle of the moment, but growth of a saint is task of a lifetime is a task of a lifetime in Zacchaeus case we are glad that his transformation started to take place immediately how did it take place the first one is recognition as soon as people pinpoint who he really is he does not become defensive but accepts he's a cheat there is genuine repentance in his heart. He allows criticism to shape his change for the better. We read that scripture again. I read in verse 8. He says, Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Lord, look, I gave half of my goods to the poor, and if I've taken anything from anyone by false acquisition, I rest a fourfold. You know, as we grow in our spiritual life, I'm sure we learn that who we are from God's word through messages we hear during worship times through the prayer times we begin to learn who we really are in fact none of us none of us let me put that put it very clean none of us are very clean and good as we always look outside inside each one of us there is something that 
people can really accuse and it can be a fact it can be a fact paul said in first corinthians i am the least of all the apostles that was in ad 55 you know ad 55 when he was still growing in the ministry writing the corinthians he said i am the least of all the apostles and then 5 years later when he was writing to the ephesians he goes down from an apostle to say i'm less than the least of all the saints you know 5 years more spiritual growth he doesn't say i'm becoming the chief of the apostles but he says i'm the least of all the saints and then 4 years later in ad 664 writing to in first timothy he says i'm chief of sinners the more he was growing in god tasting god he recognizes his inadequacy he recognizes who he is he recognizes his sinfulness and he says i am chief of sinners look at the way he tones down his title as he grows deeper in god as he grows closer to god he begins to see his sinfulness and that should be for all of us if we wanted to really see a transformation in our lives we have to recognize our own sinfulness and the first step for change happens when we recognize our sins our sinful nature our helplessness and our emptiness in this world and look chapter 14 and verse 11 jesus said for all who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted he watching he's watching every one of us and proverbs 28 and verse 13 the wise man said he who covers the sins shall not prosper but whoever confesses and forsakes will uh, forsakes them will have mercy recognizing our human frailty tendency to sin easily and our weaknesses to fall into sin easily must keep us humble and make us to hang on to the master should make us should keep us humble always and at the same time make us to hang on to the master a conversion should make us focus on character formation that should be our goal i want my character to be formed inside me repentance and fruit go hand in hand our new life must be must have moral ethical and social consequences this alone will will drive us to the master his presence you know we should realize we are sinful evil and this should drive us to the master his presence fellowship with other believers and his word and the pathway to a glorious christian life begins with our recognition of our poor pitiable condition i repeat this again and again recognize yourself who you are before god not before man not before the church not before the congregation as a pastor myself as a pastor but who am i before god when i go through his word let fear grip us fear when i say fear the reverence for god and the desire for transformation zacchaeus took the step to see jesus he hastily climbed up the sycamore tree and recognized his sinfulness and people began to pinpoint his evil lord i give 
half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I rest a, restore fourfold. What is your status now? What is my status? Are we willing to recognize our sinfulness and that we need a transformation in our life? That we need a transformation in our life. And the next one is, the second one is relationship. The second one is relationship. Jesus take the first step to form a relationship with Zacchaeus. Just because Zacchaeus was sinful and he was hated by people, Jesus did not discard him. You know, Jesus takes the steps to look up and tell him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down for today. I must stay at your house. Always the first step is taken by God. And uh, Zacchaeus does not delay. He, the Bible says he makes haste and come down. He runs to climb the tree. And when Jesus tells him, he makes haste and come down to meet with Jesus. You know, I just can't imagine how joyful he would have been. Jesus recognizing his heart that was searching for him. I want to tell you, first and foremost, it is God who's searching for a relationship with you, longing for a relationship with you and me, not you and me first, but him and him alone. And uh, Zacchaeus did not delay and he gladly accepts Jesus to come to his house. And what made him to confess his sin? The importance of building a relationship with Jesus. That made him to come running and accepting his sinfulness. And I wanted to tell you, there's no limit to the height to which a human, a sinful human like you and me can go to continue to build a relationship with God through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. All the commandments that God has given us from breaking our relationship with God, not to control us, but so that, so that we will not break our relationship with God. When you find a board saying danger, thousand olds do not touch. It is not that we should not touch. It's because it's harmful for us. What is the value we are placing on building our relationship with God? This relation lifestyle best explained by the Beatitudes. It means God wants us to give a beautiful life. Matthew 5, 6 and 7. It's not about controlling you and me. It's about you and me having a beautiful life. The kingdom life that God wants to give us. To make our lives beautiful to others. To make our life beautiful to ourselves and to our people around us. I've taken these two quotes from a book and uh, it'll come on the screen. God's love is costless, measureless, and ceaseless. God's love is costless. There is no cost why God should love you and me. It's measureless. You and I cannot measure that God so loved the world and ceaseless, it goes on forever and ever. 
and our relationship with god will plunge us into this love to rejoice in this ocean of matchless love and the second quote is this we move in this direction by knowing him more clearly loving him more dearly and following more following him more nearly we move in this direction of plunging ourselves by plunging ourselves into his love by knowing him more clearly loving him more dearly and following more nearly and if you read psalm 8 verse 3 and 4 the psalmist cries out behold when i see your heavens the work of your fingers the moon and the stars which you have set in place the psalmist said lord what i what am i what are we humans that you think of us that you're mindful of us or the son of man that you care for him what is man when i see your glory the psalmist sees the greatness and glory of god and is awestruck and also amazed that this god is mindful of man and gives measureless care for man zacchaeus i want to stay in your house today instead of zacchaeus you and i can put our name and hear this invitation coming powerfully to our hearts prem i want to stay in the house in your house today in your heart today i want to build that relationship first step to connect with jesus is we recognize that we are sins and in the in the bible we find in the garden of eden when man fell into sin it was not adam and eve who went after god in genesis 3 and verse 9 it was god who came crying and saying adam where are you where are you why are you hiding from me today many of us think i'm sinful i i cannot read the bible i cannot you know sinfulness will keep us away from god we think that because we are sinful we have to keep away from god no when we are sinful one thing i have written when we are sinful it is so important that we come to god's word god's presence fellowship with others so that our lives gets transformed you know the the word of god will sanctify us the spirit of god will take hold of us will minister to us the more sinful we are when we recognize we are more sinful we would always want to come closer to god and build a relationship and may god help you and me to realize that we need god more than ever and we will build that relationship and in isaiah 65 verse 1 and 3 this is what this uh, the prophet cried out what these are the words of god i revealed myself to those who did not ask for me i was found by those who did not seek me to nation that did not call on my name i said here i am here i am all day long i have held out my hands to an obstinate people who walk in ways not good pursuing their own imaginations are people who continually provoke me to my face offering sacrifices in gardens and burning incense on altars of brick look at verse 2 all day long i have held out my hands to an obstinate people walk in ways not good pursuing their own imaginations 
how many of us can do this to our little children who refuse to eat the food whole day long you keep the plate and keep your hand and say come eat come eat come eat how many of us will do that maybe we'll do it for a few minutes and then say if you want to eat you eat otherwise just be hungry and we'll close our kitchen and come back come out i read that in a book if your children don't eat don't force them just tell them to be let, let them be hungry for some time they'll come and ask for food then i told my wife and ajit and samuel were growing up if they're not eating don't force them to eat. just close the kitchen and come let them come and say i'm hungry i need food that's man but here the bible says all day long i've held out my hands to an obstinate people who walk in ways not good pursuing their own imaginations all day long that's the love of god he wants to build a relationship and john 316 the bible says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life for god so loved the world he wants to build that relationship zacchaeus i want to stay in your house and you know what zacchaeus does all that is valuable to him he is willing to give away recognition of personal sinfulness and responding to the relationship jesus re- is reaching out to us will always cause us should do should cause us to do two things that happen in the life of zacchaeus the first one zacchaeus reaches out zacchaeus reaches out he reaches out verse 8 then zacchaeus stood and said to the lord lord look i give half of my kingdom to the poor every christian should be a good samaritan the good samaritan story was not told you know for any other reason but to make us understand who is our neighbor in the story of good samaritan we know that the samaritan were samaritans were hated but that hated man was helping the person who was hating him he was going out of his way to show that love and goes out of the way to help look lord i give half of my goods to the poor i want to remind us the transformation that taking place in our lives the relationship we build with jesus there are many tra- many things and many areas we should be trans- transformed from this passage i wanted to bring out two things one is how are we caring for the poor and needy people in this world jesus said poor people you will always have in this world needy people who are helpless who needs our support who needs our love i'm so glad that our basket club is reaching out to poor and needy people i'm sure last week you read about how our church pastor has gone and given 5 lakhs to the hospital for the treatment of poor children our income was much less but what we gave was much more we're not trying to pat ourselves but i wanted to tell you reaching out to the poor and needy people who knows how things will turn out the money we give to, for such causes how god will transform that person to be a blessing in this world 
sure we can never relieve the suffering of all the people in this world there will be poor people always but in our own world definitely we can reach out to some people who are really needy luke 19 verse 80 said lord i give half of my goods to the poor deuteronomy chapter 5 15 and verse 7 if you read chapter 15 from verse 1 it's very interesting but i don't have time i read from verse 7 if anyone is poor among you your fellow citizens israelites in any of the towns of the land the lord your god is giving you do not hard hearted or tight fisted towards them hard hearted and tight fisted if the gospel is not changing our hard heartedness if our gospel is not going to make us to open our hands if jesus has closed his hands and said no i'm not going to be nailed to the cross our condition would have been very pitiable he said yes i open my hands wide and you can crucify me that's what jesus said and here jesus is reminding the the word of god is reminding us don't be hard hearted or tight fisted toward them rather be open handed and freely lend them whatever they need give generously and do so without a grudging heart then because of this the lord your god will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to you have to be very careful how we read the scripture and interpret but there is surely a favor of god upon us we don't know how but the other bible tells us there is a blessing in our lives and god wants us to be open handed and freely lend lend give generously and without a grudging heart and leviticus 23 and verse 22 he said when you reap the harvest of your land do not reap the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest leave them for the poor and for the foreigner residing among you i am the lord your god the poor people don't have land the foreigners don't have land god is so merciful he say leave it for them don't be so stingy that you should scrape out everything for yourself leave it don't go go back to glean it our god is a god of generosity he forgives us he wants to reach out and build a relationship with us and he wants us to exhibit this generosity in many many ways and one of the ways is to being gracious to the poor people and needy people in this world during this pandemic people are really in pain people are in struggle people are fearful school fees is not paid rents are not paid people have lost jobs salaries are cut so much of struggles people are going through every day the agony of people is only mounting in this world of pain and agony you and i can really care for poor and needy people once alexander the great was passing by and as he was passing by among the crowds of people a poor man he looked at alexander the great and say alexander the great give me something Alexander the Great reaches out into his pocket and takes out some gold coins and throws to the poor man 
and his assistant looks to alexander the great and says alexander you know what you have done you have given gold coins to the poor man you he does not know the value of it and alexander looks up to him and tells this is alexander the great giving this is alexander the great giving don't stop me this is what god has done for you more than what alexander could do god has done for you and me and out of this god wants us to respond in kind not because we want to be great or because we are great because god is great and god has done we were spiritually poor wretched and helpless but jesus has made us rich by forgiving us redeeming us making us his child and also he wants to connect with you and me he wants to build a relationship and he's saying reach out to the needy people through my your relationship with me the next one zakkai's dust was the restitution he does restitution luke chapter 19 verse 8 he says if i've taken anything from anyone but biblical definition of restitution restitution means the restoration of something stolen or lost it can also be defined as the recompense for injury or loss by the person responsible for the injury or loss you know it contains a very wide meaning and in exodus chapter 22 and verse 1 talking about restoration he says if a man steals an ox or a sheep and kills it or sells it he shall repay five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep maybe this scripture influence zakkai to say i give fourfold if i've taken anything from anyone i'll give fourfold is restitution a punishment restitution is not a punishment or an alternative for fines sanctions or interventions with the offender it is a debt owed to the victim you know we are people who hurt people in different ways not necessary we cheat people financially there are ways we hurt people ways through which we are harsh with people and god wants us to restore our relationships with them restitution follows an encounter with jesus it's not a means of earning god's forgiveness but an evidence of forgiveness that has already occurred it has taken place and god is saying restore restore it could be money it could be a relationship and also restitution flows from joy in jesus yo you find that zakai was so excited he was overflowing of gratitude for god's forgiveness offered freely and not begrudgingly and he says lord i will do that i will do it money is nothing for me now i had been in guilt all these years i had been you know out an outcast but i don't want this money anymore i'm going to just give up i want to restore my relationship with you and if i have to restore my relationship with you i have to restore my relationship with others he wants to set his record straight 
and gospel should set us on a path of integrity, path of restoration of relationships and setting our records straight. And when I talk about restitution, it talks about, it shows also how, what are, whether we are people of integrity. You know, one of the reasons I read why people in South Korea are leaving churches is because of the financial, you know, uh, evil that is taking place in many of the churches. So some of the churches, people are leaving their churches and going away. And we Christians are willing to compromise for a few thousands of rupees. And compromises are plenty in this world and we are also sucked into the world. Last week, I was with a man who's holding a very big post in a private company. And he was telling me, and he was talking about the politics and he said, in the same car that you are traveling with me, pastor, I had taken 70 crores to give it to one particular person because as a bribe, because I wanted a project to be sanctioned for my company. I was shocked when he said that because this person is a believer. Compromise, compromising. And when you sit in the seat of compromise, you will always end up in the seat of confusion. Next step after compromise is confusion. When you sit in the seat of commitment, then you will end up with a crown one day, which will never fade away. Restitution needs humility. To restore something or a relationship with someone needs humility. Sometimes it is shameful too, painful too. But the pain of having that deep in our heart is much more. And here he says, Lord, I will give fourfold. I'll give fourfold if I've taken anything from anyone. He is changed dramatically inside out. The Bible has got enough and more examples, and the history of Christianity has got enough and more examples of people who are dramatically changed. And this transformation God wants us to have. Quickly, how does it apply to us today? First, we must change our attitude towards the poor. Plan a regular way to keep money away to help the needy. Regularly keep money away to help the needy people. Something small, plan it. The gospel should change our heart towards money. I'm reading a, a, a chapter in a particular book called Money and Power. It's so frightening. I thought sin of immorality, anger, and all types of other ethical issues, moral issues, are the ones that I should fear and ask God to keep me from all these sins. But reading that book, that, uh, that uh, chapter in that book made me more fearful. How love of money or care for money or worry for money 
can be so disastrous for us from being fully fruitful for the glory of God. And the author says money is power. It's a power that challenges God because Jesus said you can never serve God or mammon. You can either serve, you can serve only one. You can never serve both God and mammon together. Money has got power. And to get, you and I have to come out of it. If you are transformed, the gospel should have an effect in our hearts. Learn to keep away money to help the poor people, needy people on a regular basis. Regular basis. Something small. Start. Ephesians 4 verse 28. Why God has given us good jobs, gives us money. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing good with his own hands that he may have something to share with the one in need. I get my money. You get your money. Why? The Bible gives an answer in Ephesians 4.28. Not only for me to buy some good things for myself, enjoy for my... Yes, we can. We, you and I should enjoy within our means. Good food. Good things, not extravagant, but at the same time, remember the Bible says that he may have something to share with someone in need. Can, can we include someone in need in our budget? In our budget. We can cut down on wastage and avoid buying unnecessary things so we can have something to give. The next one. We must check our heart about our relationship with people. People we have wronged or people who have something against us. I told you about restitution. Yes, if you have cheated someone in your life, do the restitution immediately. It may be a loss for you. It may be very painful for you, big for you. But do it and see the blessing that flows into your heart. But also... Check your heart about your relationship with people. Poor people we have wronged. There are two types of offenses. People we have wronged or people who have something against us. When I was a new Christian, the scripture caught my attention. I was going to preach one place. And that morning, God ministered to me from the scripture. I had to go. I went late for church that day. I had to go and meet this person because I have to do, I have to restore my relationship with him. Matthew 5, 23, if you're offering your gift at the altar and there that you, there, there you remember that your brother has something against you, not that you have something against your brother, your brother or your sister, your relation, your friend has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Offer your gift. Both caring for the poor and needy as well as in this place where we are wronged or people or we wrong people. We are able to do it only because of our relationship with God through Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. And as God reaches out to you and me to build a relationship with us. 
to build that closeness with you and me. He did that to Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus recognized his sinfulness. He understood the relationship that Jesus wants to build with him. Immediately, he goes about to say, yes, Lord, I will reach out to the poor with what I have. Half of what I have, I will give away. And then he says, Lord, I will also do the restitution. Fourfold, I will give. I see that I'm your disciple. I will follow you. See that I'm your disciple. I will follow you. I want you to build a relationship with God. God wants me, God wants you to build that relationship with him. And the evidence of building a relationship is we reach out to the poor and needy people and we are willing to make restitution. God does not want us to betray him. Reading about Shakespeare, Julius Caesar, when close friend of Julius Caesar, Brutus, comes to murder him. Among the gang, when he stabs him from behind, Julius Caesar turns and sees his own close friend, Brut Brutus, and he cries out and says, you too, Brutus. You too, Brutus. Today, many are betraying God, not openly, but through the way we are living. May God help you and me. And may we ask God, Lord, I want to build this relationship with you. Help me. Let me see the transformation in how I live. God bless you. Let's look to God in prayer.